I think that these good people deserve to hear from someone who knows the true Canada. Someone who loves Canada, who grew up there. Is Celine Dion here? No, Celine Dion is not here. Stand by for final systems check. Hi, babe. It's your agent, Johnny Jupiter. Will you call? Well, anyway, I gotta call you right back. I'm in a meeting with my number one client. Uh, I mean my number two client, Sunny Eclipse. You're always number one in my book, baby. You know that. Let's do lunch. Oh, look at the time. Gotta fly. W Radio. Your information station. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 371 for the week of July 27th, 2014. I am here to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience and bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with this podcast, my videos, live broadcasts every Wednesday night, my events, books, audio tours, and more. You can find everything over at www.radio.com. This week's show is brought to you by Audible.com, where you can get a free audiobook download by visiting audibletrial.com slash wdwradio. There are more than 100,000 titles to choose from for your mobile device, including a ton of great Disney books like the Ridley Pearson Kingdom Keeper series, How to Be Like Walt, and lots more. Again, you can get your book for free by visiting audibletrial.com slash wdwradio. So every Walt Disney World attraction takes us on a journey, and in many cases, the story is told, shared, or experienced through a storyteller. It may be a voice from above, an audio-animatronic character, or told through a cast member in character. Well, this week, we're going to take a look at our top 10 attraction narrators in Walt Disney World and ask you to share your favorite as well. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, and pose a new challenge for your chance to, do, to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned as I'll have some updates and announcements, including information about upcoming events and lots more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. attraction in Walt Disney World, every resort, every shop, every restaurant, every character is based on stories. Stories that come from ancient fairy tales, myths, folklore, legends, and the minds of Imagineers for many decades. And stories are told in many different ways, through imagery, music, symbolism, and of course, the spoken word. And who and how these stories are shared with us as guests are of critical importance because they serve to carry us along our journey, guiding us through what's often something that might just span a few minutes, but can convey a wide range of emotions, excitement, drama, and of course, laughter. So this week, we're going to take a look at some of our favorite storytellers as we go through our top 10 Walt Disney World attraction narrators. And joining me once again is a man who can also spin a yarn often prefacing it with, uh, go with me here, people. He is, of course, Tim Foster from Celebrations Magazine and Guide to the Magic. Tim, my friend, welcome back. 
Well, thanks. I thought you coined the phrase "go with me here." I I think I I took it from you, and we we no. sort of it's morphed over the many years of of doing this together. And there have been many years. We've been this. Well, that's true. But if we're laying blame for <laughs> who, it's more like credit. Is it credit or blame? <laughs> okay. I'll accept that. Take then credit. I'll take, I'll take credit for you it. You take the credit, I'll take the blame. How's that? I, that's usually how it works. So this, uh, I think this could potentially be interesting because when we talk about the narrators of Walt Disney World, I was thinking, and maybe you hopefully mm. were as well, I wasn't thinking about the voiceover artists themselves. That's another top ten for certainly another day that I need to write down because there's an idea right there. But I, I want to sort of speak to the narrators themselves, those who tell the stories that we are active participants in, because they can be everything from offering commentary as an accompaniment to what we're seeing or hearing, or being actors alongside us in the story upon which we are immersed in these attractions. And I think they can be found in the queue, in the attraction itself, within the ride dialogue. They could be heard overhead, through the speakers in our ride vehicle, or maybe even as characters or animatronics in the attraction itself. Is that sort of how you had sort of crafted your, your list of 10-ish? No, once again, you, you did not <laughs> lay the ground rules down for me, and I went totally in another direction. So, Oh, good. Well, those are the rules. No, I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I, I don't know. <laughs> I think I got a mix of everything going. So, uh, yeah, and I think there is so. going to be some overlap <clears throat> with the... Uh, narrators and the voiceover artists, because I, I do believe they are truly artists, uh, especially yeah. when we start, start talking about some of these guys and, and girls. Um, but when you say narrator, and this is going to be your segue into going first, because I'm a gentleman and I always let my elders go first. When uh-huh. you say narrator <laughs> in Walt Disney World, what or who or what attraction first came to mind? Uh, the one that you're going to cringe when I steal it from you. I think it's going I, – I listen, I, I know where you're going, and I think it's a share. I think this is clearly a share. All right, you know what? Just for fun, why don't we on three say it at the same <laughs> time? Let's see if we got the same one. Are we – attraction or narrator? Uh, attraction. Okay. All right, one, two, three. Stitch's Great Escape. Well, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> of course we're going to the Haunted Mansion. Of course we're going to the Haunted Mansion. Uh, well, let's say this is mine. Uh, well, we're uh, talking about the ghost host, of course, uh, which um, we've talked about many times, voiced by the impeccable Paul Fries, who uh, is a legend. I think we actually did a column on him recently in the magazine as a Disney legend and all the work that he has done, including the Haunted Mansion, of course, and Pirates of the Caribbean, and et cetera. But uh, – I think for me, the Haunted Mansion, um, well, the narration is, of course, very memorable, unique. And, and to me, it, it's, I don't know if, the, if you find the same thing. It's um, as you get catchphrases and you incorporate them into your real life. I, I have so many from the Haunted Mansion that I've used day to day. Like uh, when I'm walking with someone and we're going down the stairs. I don't know why I say this every time, but I will say, watch your step, please. Watch your step. I don't know why I do it, but it's fun. So, and you know, there's so many memorable quotes and uh, uh, things that the ghost host says to you and warns you about and prefaces. So, um, 
you know what? I'm going to let you run with this because I'm going to take this one as a, as a together one. Because I'm sure you have a lot to add. Because I came here with nothing. So. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but that's when you, when you said narrator, that I, I think well, – I, I bet when you said that everybody listening out there, it's the first one that jumped in everyone's head right away. I, I agree. And, and I think it, 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 it's a combination of the character and the story and the setting and the incredible writing. Look, I, I think the delivery of that narration is without equal, right? And, and more than 40 years later – I still believe it is probably the attraction with the most memorable and most quoted lines, right? And, and I'll, I'll speak to that briefly, but as far as what the narrator does in weaving a tale of the mansion and its history and its inhabitants and how he sort of brings you into the building itself and the story, it, I mean, again, it's a relatively short attraction, but so much takes place there and the setting and the ambiance and the feelings and that sort of wave of, of different types of emotions from a little bit of fear to anxiety to thrills to excitement to, you know, smiling with the music. It, it's amazing what happens in a very short span of time. But when you think about some of those lines and some of those quotes and the way that they are delivered, look, a simple thing you talked about watching your step. It made me. And that was the worst ghost host impression that was probably ever committed to tape. Oh, that was an impression. I, I will confess that. I didn't even realize you were trying to do it. I thought that was just I, you I doing it your Tim Foster. But yeah. think about, <laughs> do not pull down on the safety bar, please. Yes. I will lower yes. for you. It's it's brilliant, right? Because the writers here take a, a safety spiel and turn it into something that is chilling, right? It's memorable, and it's something that everybody knows. You could say that to anybody, and they know where that comes from, Right. Yeah. And just in terms of the script itself, how well it is written, the 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 type of words that are used there. And look, when you hear cadaverous pallor and disquieting metamorphosis, where who talks like that? Where do you get cool stuff like that? But you want to talk about things that deliver a sense of foreboding and fear and set an incredible, you know, sense of theme and time and place and the hinges creaking and doorless changer chambers and strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls and the candlelights flicker and you see the can like it's just brilliantly done incredibly delivered uh, you know i could obviously and i am regale about this forever because it is so memorable and it's one that i think has not been nor should be touched because it it remains classic and I, I don't think it can be improved upon no they better not change that I'll so, be upset yeah and I think <laughs> what's I'd be your worried. favorite what's your favorite ghost host quote or can, can you can you even name one so many to choose there are so many to choose from right so you know the, the safety bar one again it's it's one of the first ones that you hear when you get onto the attraction look I, I mean that attraction begins so early in the queue, when you were in the stretching room, you want to talk about like immediately, you know, changing the tone of there you are, you're out in Liberty Square, you come from Fantasyland, you're smiling, you're happy, you load up on sugar, and all of a sudden things get very dark and very sinister and very creepy, not in an intimidating kind of way, but in a, you know, curious to see what's next kind of way. And it's just, uh, 
you know, it, it's maybe the beginning that that when the hinges creak in doorless chambers, yeah. it's it just the way it sets the stage for what you are going to to see and experience. It, it's just so so well done. Chills, chills. You gave me chills. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brilliant, brilliantly. Now, brilliant. we, I, we'll call that mine, and you piggybacked on it, so you can go next. <laughs> uh, so uh, again, I was trying to think of the narrator, right? The character, him or herself, and some of them are real people from history. Some of them are are made up characters. Some of them are memorable because of their script. So, in no particular order whatsoever. Um, I don't know why the father in Carousel of Progress came Very to mind. Good. Because he literally carries you along with him as though you are sitting in, because you are sort of sitting in his living room as his guest. He takes you through time with his family and the way the subtle changes in his delivery and his dialect and the references really gives you a sense of time and place and setting and mood, and you don't feel like a spectator watching something on a screen. You feel as though you are sitting alongside the rumpus room. Or you know. <laughs> it's funny you went there. You have to go to. The I want a root room. beer. Oh, I'm sorry. What sarsaparilla? They're calling it sarsaparilla these days. Yeah, yeah. So, what about the uh, introductory narration from Carousel? From Car- uh, Carousel. Pro- Right, and I think it, it's, uh, again, it's that whole attraction put together. But once it starts, right, and you, you do, you sort of get this very kind of comfortable feel. And I don't know how it, it's like, it's like comfort food in narration. I don't know how <laughs> else to say, but you do, you feel it, you're made to feel so comfortable. And the way he delivers it and his tone and his inflection. And again, I'm sure you're obviously very familiar with the voice, especially if you watch Christmas Story 16 times every December like I do. Um, (laughs) I think the way, you know, the person that is delivering it, again, I'm not to sort of, you know, get into another top 10, but the way it's delivered and how it's delivered and and who speaks it really lends to making that character and that that narrator so powerful. I agree. You've never even, not, you've never you're I, too scared. I, you've never even seen I, Carousel of Progress. Well, I'm afraid of the you know the upside down part. That that still scares <laughs> me. But uh, you know, it's funny though when you were saying I didn't have this on my list, and we were talking about the ghost host. You said one thing, and it immediately made me think of another uh, one that I can't believe I didn't have on my list. When you said lower or you know I will lower the safety bar for you, and I immediately thought of the monorail. Mm-hmm. So that's my next one, the monorail. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't, I, it, you know, as we thought, the monorail is um, uh, probably one of my favorite attractions, quote unquote, even though it's not on the attraction list. Um, but uh, what the uh, safety spiel is, is uh, that might be one of the most classic uh, Walt Disney isms. That's out there. My daughter has a shirt that says, uh, see if I can get this right. Por favor, Montanganese, Ali Holly, de las Puertos. Everyone who speaks Spanish, you know, please. That was good. That was was awful. That was awful. 
All right, go. Let me hear your uh, <laughs> rendition. Listen, I'm not going to embarrass myself any further. But I yeah. asked people who who actually spoke Spanish if that's what that meant, and they said that's eh, close enough. Close so, enough. Um, but um, yeah, I, I think that, uh, along with the ghost host, I the, the that quote specifically um, is uh, one I think will jump to mind to anyone who's been to Walt Disney World, and when you hear it. It's one of the things we talked about this before, though. The moment when you realize, or the moment you know that you're there, that you're at Walt Disney World and you've arrived. And that's for a lot of people, that's one of the first ones is when they uh, get out of the car at the TTA, get on the monorail, and they hear that. That is their first, oh, I'm at Disney, I'm here. It, it's, it's so memorable uh, and so iconic that. Uh, 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 you know, again, they make shirts out of it. They make shirts out of it. That's how famous it is. So, so I, I'm with you because as I was thinking about my list and I started just sort of brain dumping, um, one of the first words I wrote was Jack Wagner because yeah. I thought monorail. I thought, but I said, you know what? I'm trying to think of attractions and I'm trying not to be married to the voice person himself. <laughs> See, you set the rules, and I, I know just it's hard to it, it's hard to not See. cross over to, but. Yeah. You're right. You know, that for a lot of people is the extent of their Spanglish, right? But we <laughs> I think so many of us who have been going for 40 plus years remember the original Mark IV monorails and the sounds of the doors and that, you know, your highway in the sky to the Magic Kingdom. Like that's it. Like that's the quintessential monorail spiel and it's been done over so many different times by by great voiceover guys, but that's the voice that we hear in our heads. When we think of the monorail, we think of Highway in the Sky to the Magic Kingdom. We think about, you know, Por Favor. Those are things. And that is such Jack Wagner. Like, there is nobody who can sort of repeat the way he did. So I'm with you. He certainly is our narrator. And I think that you're right. It is sort of the opening act to the play that we are 3D participants in that takes place Obviously, originally in the Magic Kingdom and then eventually to to the other parks and resorts and things like that. So in terms of his importance, too, as a narrator, it goes – I think it sort of transcends the monorail because he is introducing you to all the other things that you were going to experience, whether it was a special event or just the attractions and the shows. And especially that first time that you step on that monorail and you hear that voice and you hear those doors close and you start to approach the Magic Kingdom, that's why I think it's so memorable for so many people. Exactly. I know that when we did years ago, and I'm going to revisit this because I did The Seven Wonders of Walt Disney World. I remember that. Yeah, I mean, this goes, I started back in 2005, and I think I continued it on the the first few shows of WWE. We talked about those things that were true wonders of Walt Disney World, and I think that the monorail was certainly on that list, Mm -hmm. not just because of the technology and the futuristic aspect to it, but I think in large part to Jack Wagner and his monorail narration. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm really, really charming in with the comments. Here. Yeah, you're just you're, <laughs> I'm 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 unstoppable today. <laughs> so as I think about other narrators, right, and their importance to the attraction, I'm waffling. Because I want to just Uh-oh. go with food. That you know, you've gotten food in twice now, and we're not even. This has nothing to do with food. You've gotten it in twice. Well, uh, because I'm thinking about an attraction and the importance of this narrator, but oh, man, come on. 
All right, uh, I'm you gonna I'm gonna skip the easy one and, and go to the sentimental favorite because Uh-oh. and here's a twofer, and it takes uh, place. Uh, you, well, it's a twofer. Well, at least you're being honest with it. Well, it's it's not my fault because okay. it's twofer because in this attraction there is not one but really two well two two plus narrators <laughs> and they are Mark Twain. And Benjamin Franklin oh, in the American Sea, okay. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Twain, the golden age never was the present age, which, by the way, could very well be a very good uh, impersonation of Benjamin Franklin because none of us knows what he sounds like. So there you go. True. <laughs> but you talk about attractions like Haunted Mansion that have one of the best scripts. Like, you talk about brilliant writing. Well, look, they need it, – it's – Incredible how, look, you need to convey 200-plus years of American history in 20-some-odd minutes. Man, you better come up with a very powerful, very emotional kind of script, and that's exactly what they've done. And then having that script told by characters, by, by real people from American history, is just, it's it's so moving. Whether you're American or not, I think it's one of the most moving emotional, like inspiring, like make your heart beat out of your chest scripts and the way it's delivered with that little bit of sort of snarkiness in, in Mark Twain and mm-hmm. that that eternal optimism of Benjamin Franklin. I just think it's brilliant. Um, combining that with, with the visuals in terms of the audio animatronics and just the way that they're delivered, outstanding. It was funny because I was talking to my parents yesterday, and this this is by far their favorite attraction. And they don't think I know this, but since they made me go on it 37 times, I think they could have realized that I do understand it's their favorite attraction. But, um, yeah, everything you said, that, that that's what they experienced, the, the emotion and the, and the powerfulness of it. Um, um, I'm actually – I'm going to stay in Epcot for our next one. And see, see, I'm I'm trying to wrap my arms around what your rules are here because I keep going for people and you. The rules are there ain't no rules. I know, but you know, uh, you don't even know what movie that's from, it do you? Wait, say that again. The rules are there ain't no rules. Uh, that would be Cinderella. <laughs> yeah. Cinderella. No, okay. Yeah, see, I know my, I know my Disney, I know my Disney films. So I'm thinking here. I bring up my parents because last night I was visiting them, and my. I'm uh, sure they were thrilled. This is a very long-winded story. I'll keep it short. My my, (laughs) they wanted my uh, father was in a he had a hankering for cookies, and he wanted to me to get the ginger snaps out of the pantry, and I asked my parents, regular Disney visitors that they are, who I think have actually been to the park. I asked them, so what Magic Kingdom attraction will you find ginger snaps? And they had no clue. But that does bring me to, I think, which is in the spirit of what you're talking about, the narration of your cruise boat pilots on the Jungle Cruise. And this is what I was waffling between. It was the Jungle Cruise skipper. Oh, so I went, so you're saying I went for the obvious You went for the easy one, sure. He went for the, he took the softball, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So, but anyway, speaking to the point of providing the story and bringing you uh, into the attraction, um, they, they, of course, uh, unique among the pretty much, probably anyone on this list, save for one I might throw in later, I'm not sure, but um, 
these, of course, are not pre-recorded narrations, but people doing it on not on the fly, but doing it in real life and interacting with you. Um, and you know, I think it's it's best when uh, you you get a really good cast member who uh, brings a lot to the table when they do their narration and they interact with the people in the boats and the people in the boats interact with them and we don't all sit there just staring at stuff and not laughing or <laughs> volunteering the answers uh, for the jokes that we know so well. But uh, those those cast members, and we talk about how great cast members are all the time, but um, they add so much to the attraction, which is amazing in itself, but um, they're just as important, if not more important, than the scenes that we see as we go along. But they, they add so much. Uh, they're corny, yes. Is it silly? Yes. But um, it wouldn't be the same without the narrators. And they they all they do a fantastic job, and I won't torture you with any of the jokes. But if you have a favorite one you want to share, I kind of did the ginger snaps one already, which I hope everybody knows because I'm not going to set it up and fill in the punchline. I don't know what I'm talking about. Corny, but, uh, corny but, silly, and it wouldn't corny, be the same silly, without but, you. But it's like it's so like good. top tens, corny and silly, but it wouldn't be the same without Tim Foster. Yeah, it's the alligators, by the way, in case no one knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> and my parents had no clue. I had to go through the whole spiel to, and then they remember. Oh yeah, that's right. So, you know, just one of the many, many jokes you might hear on the Jungle Cruise. So, um, <laughs> that uh, that story. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great story, wasn't it? <laughs> you know, and there's even this story continues. Oh, with it, another, oh, good. oh, good. It's longer. It goes. Well, longer yeah. There's going to be another entry on my list that also carries on with this story. That we had a great time last night. So, so as you yeah. regaling that that story, um, yeah. it made me think of yet another movie, and and let me quote that as as close to verbatim as I can for you. Uh-oh. Uh oh. And you know, when you're telling these little stories, here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. <laughs> wait, wait. I know that one. I know that one. The Aristocats. Exactly. So I say that affectionately and somewhat half-jokingly, but I agree with you about the Jungle Cruise. It is where I almost went second because, yes, it is so, to a certain degree, script, scripted, but once again, the delivery makes the difference. It can be slightly different every single time you go even though the jokes still remain the same and, yes, are, for the most part, timeless. The narration gives you the sense of being elsewhere and sort of a, on a, you know, in colonial times going through all these different uh, rivers and exotic locations. And I think it's the narration that's the draw as well as the commentary. It's not necessarily what you are seeing but what you are hearing, especially for those of us who have been hundreds, possibly even, you know, more than a thousand times. We've been on this attraction. We know what we're going to see next, but it's going to be the delivery. It's going to be the slight in-joke. It's going to be the little bit of self-deprecating humor that Disney sometimes allows them to put in there in terms of, you know, going to Small World or, or some of these right. other attractions. And that is what makes this attraction, I think, so very special is the ability to slightly deviate off what is written on the cue cards, not that there are cue cards, and the the fact that they can involve 
the guests and kids and sort of change things up a little bit. And look, there have been times I've stepped off the boat and I've asked to talk to a manager and they kind of roll their eyes and are like, oh, vey, what is this guy going to complain about? And I said, <laughs> look, I have to just let you know, you know, John or Pat or April, whatever, like they just killed it. Like I've been on this attraction hundreds of times and, that, and I haven't laughed as hard as I laughed this last time. They give it 110% of it's their, as it, as if it is their their first day on the job and they are doing it for, you know, Bob Iger, when they work it like that, it makes all the difference. And that's where the cast member as narrator it yeah. really changes the tone and changes your experience on the attraction itself. Yeah, that's my answer. The cast member as the narrator. That's what I meant to say. Right. <laughs> I don't know what your rules are. So. Uh, listen, I'm just I'm making just up as we go along. All right, so All let's right. see. We've got the Haunted Mansion. We've got American Adventure. We've got the Jungle Cruise. We've got Carousel of Progress. Um, I, you're going to hate what I'm going to do here because I no. was going to say, no. you know, I could start talking about Hall of Presidents, but I would just think it would be too easy to go from American Adventure to Hall of Presidents, although no, I think let me that, cross that one off my list. <laughs> you, could take, you could take that one and tell all right, I'm I'm changing the rules, man. I'm changing right, the rules on. because I'm you... going I'm going retro. I'm going old school. <laughs> okay, because I just decided I can I I could because <laughs> I never I never qualified it to say it has to be an existing attraction. No, and I, I got a few uh, remember whens on my list too. So you're very you th- curious where you're going. And here. you think about somebody who. Isn't just, you know, sort of the, the voice of God coming up over the, the, you know, overhead speakers, but is really part of the experience, right? I think I thought about somebody who is no longer with us, sort of, mm. uh, but he takes you along with him as he guides you and other guests and somebody else who is sort of alongside you for the ride through this attraction. And the person I am talking about, oh, how we miss you so, the original Dreamfinder in Journey into Imagination. Ah. Uh, you had me stumped. I had no idea where you right? were going. And look, he's so <laughs> friendly and welcoming. Oh, hello there. So glad you could come along. Like, I am so happy that you are going to be with me as I take you along this journey. And look... Here's Figment, this this whimsical, childlike person who's like sitting alongside you and flying alongside you, and you and he are learning about all these things. You're learning about imagination. You're learning about the power of visuals and speech and storytelling and music and, and emotion, and just the way it's done, it, it again, it, it's... It's one of those things that Epcot embraced, and I think this was one that you were being so entertained, you like you didn't realize you were learning along the way, but you had a guide, and that's what he was, right? He was your guide to this attraction, but you had somebody who was sharing that experience with you, not just your kids or your parents or whoever it was sitting next to you, but Figment was sort of going along that process with you, and then you saw how he evolved, you saw how he changed, and Dreamfinder just took you through it, and then at the end, he carried you forward and said, look, come with me now to the School of Drama. Come with me upstairs, and we're going to do even more and take some of these theories and put them into practical applications as you can sort of get hands-on in this second floor, again, low, how we miss you so, of the Imagination Pavilion. So 
Dreamfinder, brother, you were a kicking narrator. Well, let's see. I, I agree. And I, so not only did I scratch Hall of Presidents off my list, <laughs> I, scra- I scratched Eric Idle off my list, too, because that. You know, you, you don't kind have of, to. You, you, you don't no, have to. I, but, all right, I mean, look, I'll you back. You know, I, 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 <laughs> I look. I know Dreamfinder, and Eric Idle is no Dreamfinder. Oh, Dreamfinder is no Eric Idle either. <laughs> <laughs> That's this is one is right. We talked about this. I, uh, I p- pretty much with everybody else can say, uh, you know, the original incarnation of the imagination ride is by far my favorite but but i do enjoy the new one and i do enjoy eric idol's performance very much and but do miss the honey i shrunk the audience but he also doesn't narrate in song like he doesn't sort of do it in song too, the same way the Dreamfinder could yeah all right you win lou Dreamfinder's better <laughs> listen i want tim foster to go out <laughs> Dreamfinder versus eric idol i want to see how many eric idol votes you get i know i don't i would even i i wouldn't even pick i would go the other way <laughs> so continuing my no you know what i'm gonna jump ahead because there's one I've, I've got to get in here and um Deviating from my story a little bit. This this is uh, similar to yours. This is one that is uh, no longer part of the Walt Disney World experience, but one of my favorite incarnations of any attraction and one of my favorite hosts, uh, narrators of all time. And I lost a bet on this. Um, I, I am going to continue to battle with you, Lou, that the Phoenicians did invent the alphabet. Aye. But <laughs> we're not talking about Dame Judy Dench, who, you know, is very good. But uh, my favorite of all time, Jeremy Irons, who did I, – that, my first experience on Spaceship Earth was with him as the narrator. So that's, that's the one I remember. That's the one I grew up with. And, um, and again, I, you could – I can replay it in my head and hear all the quotes. And, and to me, just like the ghost host is the haunted mansion and, and the other ones we talked about, to, to me, Jeremy Irons will always be Spaceship Earth and Spaceship Earth will always be Jeremy Irons. And um, so that, that's it. That's my guy. And, and I, I do challenge you on the whole Phoenicians thing because you, you get you mad know, every time every, that comes up. And I don't know what, what you're why, – why Every you're time you say that Spaceship Earth is Jeremy Irons and Jeremy Irons is Spaceship Earth, Dame Judi Dench cries just a little bit. <laughs> well, I, I mean she's – I mean but she's – I agree with you. She's agree, beautiful but you – know. She is beautiful and I, I – I'm going to – the the, the – the problem with the, the current – it's not Dame Judy Dench with the current incarnation of Spaceship Earth. It's the script itself, right? It is what they gave the narrator to work with in terms of how the script and, and how the message is being presented. And I think you're right. Jeremy Irons, with the script and his voice, you can hear in your mind's ear – since I guess since we have a mind's eye in mind, you can hear yeah. like a grand and miraculous spaceship. And I can't yeah. do the Jeremy uh, Irons voice, but you know, for some people, it's Walter Cronkite, and mm-hmm. with it yes. came that sort of trusted voice that we know from you know uh, American media. But there is something incredibly powerful about the Jeremy Irons delivery of it. And again, I know we're sort of bleeding over into the 
voiceover actor versus the script and the narration itself. Again, which is what I thought the rules were. And, well, no, no, I mean start. that's okay. I, I think you can't, you can't <laughs> not. I, I think you can't not. But yeah. and to that point, you know, one of the the things that when they changed Spaceship Earth uh, recently, and it was two thousand nine or what, and it was Dame Judi Dench. One of the things that I missed was not just the voice and the warmth of Jeremy Irons, but there were certain moments. Right, like when you got to the top of yes. the sphere, you were you. There was a reveal, like there was a moment when there you are aboard our spaceship Earth, which is Boom. lost a little yeah. bit. Right, I think yeah. we lose a little bit in, in this current one, and that's not Judy Dench's fault. It's just the way it's delivered. It's the way it's presented, and that's fine. And I understand, but and I think I I think that's why you're right. Whether it's Jeremy Irons or or Walter Cronkite. I think both of those guys each brought something different in their delivery and because of the script that they had to work with. Absolutely. So I don't. Where even, do you go? Where, where do, you right, go? Where do well, I, I go? I don't even know where we are. Uh, One, let's two, see. We've three, got four. Ghost Host, Jungle Cruise, Carousel of Progress, American Adventure, Dreamfinder. Uh, what do you got? Um, the Phoenicians. Earth, the Phoenicians. You yeah. hate Judy Dench. That's probably I two, love one the Judy same. Dench. There's, I have a poster <laughs> of her on my wall as I'm looking right now. No, that that's Farrah Fawcett. They look a lot alike, but oh. it's, that's that's Farrah Fawcett. Oh yeah, Dench. you're right. You're right. <laughs> so, I get um, them mixed up. All right, so since we touched on Hall of Presidents, I, I won't even uh, go there. Um, you know what? <laughs> you know I, you've thrown it in as one without <laughs> doing. Cheater. Um. Abe Lincoln. No, I, gosh, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in a couple of different places yeah. because. Right. Well, do a two for one. I'm not going to do a two for one, but I'm going uh, to stay in Epcot Center. I'm going to okay. stay in Epcot Center, and I'm going to just toss a coin. Do I? <laughs> You're literally tossing a coin. I'm literally I... tossing a coin. All right, All right, that's it. I'm I'm pulling the trigger, and I'm going with the lovely and talented and oh so very funny Ellen DeGeneres. In Ellen's Energy Adventure. Excellent right? choice. Excellent Great mix choice. of education. I thought you were the beautiful and talented Bill Nye this <laughs> Who is also and, beautiful and talented. And I'm not disputing that. I'm Listen, just... um, I love I, Bill Nye, I, I loved you in Disney Quest. But... <laughs> Uh, I think this, again, is that great mix of education and entertainment in a very light, very funny kind of way. Look, it takes a very dry topic, I think, and makes it interesting. Like, hey, kids, let's go on a ride about oil and energy. They'd be like, really? But she <laughs> makes it fun. She makes it funny. <clears throat> she makes you part of the story. Uh, and it seems so unscripted. It seems so Ellen in terms of the way she delivers the script. Um, the, less so the interactions with Bill Nye than just when she, she, it almost seems like she's kind of riffing and just doing her thing. And I wonder how much she had a, a part to play in the direction and the scripting of the narration of itself because it does feel very organic and natural to her as opposed to other things that may sound potentially a little bit more scripted. Like you don't feel the person coming through where in this one, I feel 
Ellen coming through. The Ellen that you see on screen in Ellen's Energy Adventure is the same one you see on TV. It's the same one that you might see, you know, hosting an award show. Yeah, it's very funny. That Seinfeld guy's in there too, but he doesn't say anything. <laughs> and you, you know, it's funny though. I was talking um, in the the days of preparation I took in getting ready for this show. Um, I was, I At was least pretend that you care. Uh, 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 okay, so um, no, I, I was asking family and friends. I was telling, hey, what are you doing tonight? Well, let me tell you what I'm doing tonight. And and I and I told them what topic we were talking about. And it is funny. A lot of them mentioned Ellen. Uh, as right on the at the top of their list, which um, which is funny because when I was first putting the list together, um, she certainly absolutely warrants being on there, and I 100% agree with you. But for some reason, it didn't come to me right away. But um, but people, random people, I would ask in the streets, strangers, relatives, parents, they. Uh, Many of them agreed with you. So, and she's very so, accessible. So kudos, kudos. I think she's very accessible. I think that's yeah. part of what it is. And she makes that attraction and the topic accessible and interesting, especially to kids. Like when when you're when your nine year old says, "Hey, I want to go on Ellen's Energy Adventure because they like Ellen and they they laugh," as opposed to you who might go on because you want to take a forty five minute nap. That's the difference. No, not me. Right? Because no one locks their door in New York. <laughs> Wow, Did you, you do hear me? Attention. Did you hear me roll my eyes there? <laughs> um, for my, I'm making this my last one with some honorable mentions because I think we're on number seven anyway. Um, th- this one I am doing on behalf of my daughter. This is the one she voted for, and this was a cool one. This I this was the quintessential go with me here one, and it 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 breaks a couple. Well, not rules, but rules. If we would have put in place rules, it would have broken them. For one, it doesn't exist anymore. Um, two, it's not a single person. And this is along the lines of the Jungle Cruise. Mm-hmm. It's a cruise going through the land. Mm. And my daughter, th- th- she was, I was very surprising and that she said this. Um, she said the narrators, the old narrators, that were on the Living with the Land attraction um, before they replaced them with the pre-recorded narration. And, I, you know, I, I thought that was, that was kind of cool. And I, I myself had mixed feelings about them. I liked them. I enjoyed them. But, um, you know, sometimes it, was, it seemed very scripted at times. And you could tell, you know, at times they were going it – might, it might have been like their 12th time going through it. And you could tell it and – um, sometimes it might have been a little awkward, but and and I like the narration now, the pre-recorded narration. But um, I guess uh, to my daughter, and I I feel the same way a little bit. There was something about having a guide with you on the boat um, that was telling you firsthand about these things, rather than you hearing, you know, a pre-recorded narration. Um, that's the same one you hear over and over again. Uh, not, again, not that the cast members um, had much leeway and changing what they were talking about other than, you know, something new that happened to be growing in the greenhouse or something. But, um, but I thought that was a very astute observation. That doesn't necessarily make it my top one, but I, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was well played by her. So I, I bring it up and I give her credit for that. And, uh, 
I think you uh, and I'll let you rip me apart. No, I'm no, I, I think the, I agree. I think that you lose something when you go from a human human being to the overhead yeah. voice of God narration, right? We, I, I am very much an in person kind of thing. Look, just the same way that you lose something on a telephone conversation versus having a meeting face to face. There is something about having that person in front of you, looking at you in the eyes, pointing out things with their fingers as opposed to being directed to go and look at something. There are those slight deviations in delivery, in in execution, whatever it may be. And the fact that that person is there makes you feel more as though you were on a guided tour as opposed to being in a Jeep at Jurassic Park. So I'm with you. And There you go. See that? It's not yeah. often we agree, but when we do... No, it's not. So It's Dos Equis, my friend. All right. It's, um, it's magic. <laughs> so I'm going to give you one that just... I want to just sort of potentially spark debate because I think this is one <laughs> that some people, they love, and other uh, people, not so much. Hmm. But uh, the attraction... Now listen, uh, and this is where you can or you can choose to distance yourself from the the voiceover and the actor himself, or maybe that's one of the reasons why you like it. For me, it's one of the reasons why I like it. Um, but again, Epcot, the the entertainment, the edutainment, talking about future technologies, current and future space travel and rocket product propulsion and your role and response responsibilities. And as you can see, astronaut flight training isn't like anything you've ever experienced before. It is intense. And if you'd like to opt out, you can sign up for mission control training in the advanced training lab. I am, of course, talking about mission space and my buddy, although we've never met, Mr. Gary Sinise. Uh, you dog. I you listen. You dog. You, so, I, I'm so, a dog because you don't like it or because you do like it? No. Well, as I promised and failed to deliver on. So last <laughs> night after we had our ginger snaps, we sat down and decided to watch a little film called Apollo 13. And I absolutely – I had Gary Sinise on my list. And did I really? – I did. I absolutely did. And I – I went to living with the land for some reason because I knew you had him. No, I, I totally agree with you. But this is yours, so I'm going to let you run with it. But yeah, listen, Gary yeah, I, I, I'm applauding you. I'm applauding you right now. Gary Sinise is always going to be Stu Redman for me from The Stand. So that's he, that, The Stand, okay. one of the greatest books ever written in human history by the, the lovable and huggable Mr. Stephen King. Oh, yeah. It was like yeah. a 72-hour TV miniseries back in like 1994. Oh yeah, that one. <laughs> Molly Ringwald, Laura San Giacomo, nothing. Miguel went- Ferrer, <laughs> Rob Lowe, who didn't speak a word, which may have been a good thing. It. <laughs> I loved. Listen, The Stand is like my second yeah. favorite book, and I loved Gary Sneeze as Stu Redmond. However, we're talking about Mission Space. Yes, we are. But and Ken Mattingly and who. No, that's Don Mattingly. Don Mattingly. No. Ken's the, is, the, is... The rocket, you know, when, when we pretended to go to the moon, that whole thing. Never mind. Go ahead. I, get, I, get back I, to you. I don't know. <laughs> you got your movies. I got my movies. Navigator, pilot, commander. I, I like... Engineer. Right. I So I like his delivery. I, I like that sort of sense of 
you know, again, it's this idea that when you step through the threshold, you are on this international space training center. And I buy into him as the Capcom. I, I do. Um, so, again, I know we're sort of bleeding over into Gary Sneeze, the actor. You could separate it. But I do like the fact that, again, as a parent of kids and going with other people who have kids and seeing kids becoming interested in space exploration and what we are doing now and what the future may hold in an entertainment environment and then asking questions afterwards, that to me credits the narration. It credits the script writers. And maybe this is really the top 10 attraction scripts, but it really also is in how it's delivered and and who it's delivered by. So um, I'm opening Mission Space and Gary Sinise up to debate as with any of these that we had on our list because, again, you may or may not agree with us, which is fine. You may have others on your list that we didn't get to. Here it comes, ready? Like uh. the en- <laughs> So watch what I'm going to do here. Like the Enchanted Tiki Room, not under new management. The what? Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. It's this little oh, bird yeah, yeah. show that you... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We need to sit down one day. I've been, um, I have been to Walt Disney World before. Henry from the Country Bear Jamboree, the great movie ride. And if we're, look, if we're going retro, give me the narrator. Give me the voice of God from the seas, right? The, from the del- what? The seas, the deluge. And it oh. rained, and oh. it rained, and it rained. Pete Renaday, right? Pete Renaday. As James Mason in 20... That was the worst James Mason ever. That, no, that was amazing. Right? <laughs> Keep going, going with it. No, that's it. I'm, I'm going right. to go out. Listen, it's a walk-off. I just I, I take that and I go. <laughs> so, But I want to hear from you, the listener. Who is your favorite narrator in Walt Disney World? Not the voiceover person, but the narrator. And why? Please come by WDWRadio.com. Click on the podcast link. Come to this week's show. Click on this week's show. You can leave comments there. We'll certainly be uh, reading and responding to your comments. You can also tweet me. I am at Lou Mangello, L-O-U-M-O-N-G-E-L-L-O. Same thing, Facebook.com slash Radio, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, wherever you can find, wherever, wherever TV products are sold. Also, <laughs> when you're done doing that, please head on over to Guide to the Magic and Celebrations Magazine because all kinds of good stuff. Like, oh, last issue, I, I love the last issue. Did you? No, I, I didn't even oh, really read no. it, but I'm sure oh. I would have. No, I, <laughs> no, man, listen, you and, again, it, it, it's a credit to you and the team of writers, obviously, that puts out such great stuff. Look, I when I open up a magazine and I don't just love... Listen, I'm like a four-year-old kid, right? I look at the pictures first, and but then when I get to read it, and still I love learning new things about this place, whether it's new things that are happening now or things in the past or about some of the people who made it happen, that's one of the things I think Celebrations continues to deliver bi-monthly after bi-monthly. <laughs> Buy and buy can- it every bi-monthly. Right, and they can go to celebrationspress.com to find out more and order back issues and subscribe. And, and please, feel free to send Tim hate mails. You can, you can do Not that. Sure. Absolutely. Tell me living with the land. What is that? What are you talking about? That was terrible. The rules are there ain't no rules. You still don't There's know never what never from. You don't even rules. know what movie that's from. 
uh, I'm just hoping people tweet. Scarface. Just, if you caught any of my not real, I can't even say they're obscure. If you caught any of the movie references, just tweet me at Lou Mangiello and you will get a All gold right, and star. And then somebody fill me in on what he's talking about. <laughs> I don't and we will do. I will potentially have you back to talk about some more of the voices behind the attractions at Walt Disney World. Yeah, because, and I'll, I'll get the rules right next time. Yeah. You might want to just Google people like Morgan Freeman and Pete Renaday. <laughs> yeah. Throw, yeah. Dal McKinnon? No? Paul Freeman? Yeah. 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 Go read The Stand. It'll change your life. Anyway, okay. Tim Foster, always <laughs> always a play, always interesting. It may not yeah, always be a yes. pleasure, but it's always interesting. Always oh, a train wreck. <laughs> no, nah, man, I love these. these. These are awesome. And again, if you have an idea, not you, Tim Foster, but if not you, me. the listener, have an idea for a top 10 you would like us to cover, you can email me, lou at wdwradio.com again, or Twitter or Facebook. Great way to let me know. And Tim Foster, until next time, my friend. Watch your step, please. Oh, I forgot. I didn't, that you was know, the worst ghost host ever. Is that what that's supposed to be? You were like the no, ghost no, host. No, you I, sound I, like I, B. Arthur trying to do the ghost host. <laughs> Wait, the she should be on the list too. So. There's a little matter I forgot to mention. Beware of hitchhiking ghosts. <laughs> you know what other one I didn't get to? What? Making of me. You want to uh, talk? Right. All right, you, it'll, it'll be part two. Be part what? It's heartwarming. It's a tough topic. Right? Yeah. Where did I come from? How did I get here? What's it like being born? That was actually not a bad Martin Short, if I may say so myself. I must say. <laughs> uh, all right. This, this is one of the shows that should have ended. Four I should have stopped ago. recording. Should I? <laughs> Wait, you, when, with James Mason, you should have, that's when you should have I should have just, again, walked off and just tipped my yep. hat. And Go off on a high note. It's time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or see how well you pay attention to the details and what you see and maybe even what you hear. You can then enter via email for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week I was talking about celebrity voiceover artists. Coincidentally enough, we were talking about that a lot this week as well. And I mentioned that comedian Don Rickles has been part of more than one attraction in Walt Disney World over the years. So your question was simply to give me at least two places where you can, or at one time could, hear Don Rickles' voice. And again, thanks to the hundreds of you, nearly a thousand of you this week, entered, got this one correct, because two locations we could find Don Rickles is Toy Story Midway Mania, where he is Mr. Potato Head, and the former Enchanted Tiki Room under new management, where the waterfall would open up to reveal the two audio animatronic toucans, William, who was Don Rickles, and Morris, who was Phil Hartman. So again, thank and congratulations to all of you who got this one correct and who entered. You were playing once again for all six of my virtual audio walking tours of the Magic Kingdom, a copy of my new book, 102 Ways to Save Money for and at Walt Disney World, and a mystery prize. So the winner, randomly selected from all the correct entries, is... Laura Webb. So, Laura, congratulations. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. 
So this week's question is once again all about seeing how well you pay attention to some things or people, whatever it may be, that you probably have walked by countless times but maybe never stopped to pay attention to the details. So this week's question is simply this. Who or what is Mr. Imagination? And where in Walt Disney World can you find him or it? So again, tell me who or what is Mr. Imagination? You have until 11.59 p.m. on Sunday, August 3rd, to email your answer to contest at wdwradio.com. Again, you're playing for all the audio tours, a copy of my new book, 102 Ways to Save Money for and at Walt Disney World, and a mystery prize which is coming from my uh, personal collection, which I've been putting up on eBay. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks so much for taking the time and tuning in this and every week. Speaking of thanks, once again, thanks to all of you who have been kind enough to go over to Amazon.com and rate and review my 102 ways to save money for and at Walt Disney World, including this week, Nina Brownstone, Joseph Jackson, Dee Pot, Marcel Troost from the Netherlands, and Beckstar all gave it five-star reviews. We are now over 100 in terms of reviews. Most of them are five stars. Really, really appreciate it. If you have the book, and enjoy it, please head on over to Amazon.com, rate and review it from there. And also, keep in mind, if you buy a new print version of the book or purchase one in the past from Amazon, you can also get the Kindle edition for just $2.99, which saves you about 70% or so. So again, visit Amazon.com to find out more or Disney102.com to find out all the different ways and places you can buy it. And so in addition to this podcast, which you can subscribe to over in iTunes, you can also visit WDWRadio.com. have lots more going on there. We have multiple daily blog posts from an incredible team of writers coming at Disney from a lot of different directions. We have new videos every week, which you can find and subscribe to over on our YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash WDWRadio. A free newsletter, Self Shot Tuesdays over on the blog. Send your selfies to photos at WDWRadio.com. Be featured on the blog. We also have an, a free app for your iPhone and Android device. Lots more, including a very active discussion forum. Again, everything is over at WDWRadio.com. You know, I love hearing from you, so if you have a question you want answered on the air, you can email me, lou at WDWRadio.com, or you can call the voicemail, 407-900-9391. Or if you visit the website, there's an easy button. It just says, click here to leave Lou a voicemail. You can use your computer's microphone or speakers to leave me a voicemail. That way, follow me on Twitter. I am at Lou Mangiello personally over on Facebook at facebook.com slash Lou Mangiello and you can like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash WDW Radio and as much as I love connecting with you guys online I believe that nothing beats a handshake and a hug and that's why I love doing events every month in Walt Disney World free meetups as well as other events around the country thanks to everybody who came out to Starbucks this past weekend our next meet of the month is going to be on Saturday, August 9th at the Boardwalk Bakery from 9.30 to 11 a.m. You can find out more by visiting the events page over at www.radio.com. September's Meet of the Month will be announced soon. Don't forget, too, for our live broadcast coming from the Disney Wedding and Honeymoon Showcase on September 27th. I also have other events coming up in and around Walt Disney World. Stay tuned for some announcements coming very soon. I also have some other events not in Walt Disney World on the road. So, for example... In August, I'm going to be speaking at Podcast Movement in Dallas, August 16th and 17th. We'll be doing a little casual meetup there Sunday night, August 17th, probably around 6 or 7 p.m. 
We're going to meet up somewhere in the Galleria in Dallas. Stay tuned for more information on Twitter and visit lumangelo.com for more information and to find out how you can book me to come to speak to your business at your conference or at your school. Thanks, as always, to my partners and sponsors, Mouse Fan Travel. They are my official and recommended travel provider, basically, because it's who I use. I love the service, all available discounts, and it all comes at zero cost to you. You can visit them at mousefantravel.com. And like Tim said, visit celebrationspress.com to get Celebrations Magazine delivered right to your door every other month. And as always, my friends, and you are my friends, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Tell your friends tweet out that you're listening come by and comment and share links over on facebook those are really really helpful very much appreciated and please go to itunes and rate and review the show there as well i want to say thanks this week to colson lives loves the name by the way huge fan of agents of shield uh king bds cmat 22 and big diamond really do appreciate the reviews over on itunes and most importantly i appreciate you for taking the time and tuning in each and every week for engaging with me on Twitter and Facebook and for the emails and for the support and really just for allowing me to share my passion and love for Disney with you in so many different ways. I love just being able to talk about the things that make us happy about going to this place and I am so grateful to you for allowing me to do that each and every day. And I want you to feel the same way, right? So you need to remember that no matter how old or how young you are, it's never too late, right? It's never too late to make a choice and begin the journey to doing what you love each and every day. Just start with small steps. And I promise in a very short amount of time, you'll be surprised at where you end up. And to quote a man whose words I often live by, Walt Disney once said, always keep moving forward. Have a great week, everybody. So until next time, see ya. Hey, Lou, this is uh, Shane from Dallas, Texas here, and uh, just was wanting to say um, I just noticed on your app uh, how you updated it. Uh, that was greatly appreciated because it was it's easy to maneuver through now. Um, before, I know it's a little tough to kind of get to the old shows, but I appreciate you doing that. It's a whole lot easier, especially when I'm working out riding my bike. So, um, you know, great job as always. And I just finished also reading your uh, Disney 102 Ways to Save Money and thought that was outstanding. As a fellow tour guide, I appreciate the detail in that. So I uh, just wanted to say keep up the great work like always, and uh, see you next month here in Dallas. All right, talk to you soon. Bye. Hello, Lou Mangiello. It's Darlene Nagy from West Seneca, New York. I am so excited to say we are 310 days away from the WDW Alaska Disney Wonder Cruise. This is going to be amazing. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be breathtaking. I keep hearing everybody that I know telling me that they've gone to Alaska and they've seen beautiful ice glaciers and wildlife galore. You definitely want to have binoculars, they said, so I'm definitely going to pack some of those on our trip. And the weather can be anywhere from chilly to warm, so Pack a variety of clothes because you do not know. Last year, I guess it was unseasonably warm, and our friends were wearing shorts. So I guess it's not always cold in Alaska. Okay, so i got one week to Walt Disney World, two weeks until the Atlantic Dance Hall, and another 41 days until I'm back in the world with my daughter this time. So I will see everybody real soon. Have a magical day and a magical weekend. Bye. You've 
got a friend.